Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ice House Fit Podcast. I'm Coach Jeremy. I'm Coach Mo. We're talking fitness, nutrition, mindset, and recovery. Just like we do every week. We do. Yeah. What is on the menu for today, though? I am super stoked about this. We're talking about our newest offering into Ice House, and it's called Empower. Tell me more. And I'm going to kick this off by saying uh, this all came... So I've started biking a lot and this whole transitional idea came from uh, a lot of different things. And the reason like you and I brainstormed a lot on the name Mm -hmm. and it's, it's had a couple iterations since we landed on empower and I was in the gym one day doing, kicking my own butt, doing something. I don't know. It was some type of workout. And I think it was a class workout. I think I did one of those days where I was like, well, I missed two days. I'll just do them both now. (laughs) (laughs) Back to back. (laughs) We never do that. And sometimes we do that. And it was like, all I could hear in my head was take a deep breath and remember who the hell you are. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Ooh, yeah. For those who don't have all the full story. That's it. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anything else that was uh, coming up with that or that led into that? Yeah. There's been a lot of areas for me lately around competition and there's been a lot of areas around the business of the balance between taking, taking health and fitness too seriously Mm -hmm. and not serious enough. Right. And we've, we've done a version of empower since we, since we started, it's what grew our business and we called it Mm bootcamp. And that lasted for the first three years. And then it morphed into like an on-ramp thing. And then it morphed into, we've played with like no on-ramp, on-ramp. We've played with, you know, six personal training sessions, eight personal training sessions. What we were missing and what I'm, what I'm excited about Empower is we were missing the the language piece, the story piece, the mm. the mindset piece that has become a, a, a pivotal component of our business, of, of the way that we approach health and fitness. And I am so excited about this. We have two of our coaches who are going to bring in pretty soon to talk about this. That was a little spoiler. Uh, <laughs> Future episode. <laughs> um, because this is all of the things we get to help people with fitness, nutrition, mindset, and recovery. And we get to start the conversation of the thing that truly impacts people's lives. And that's the words they use, the stories that tell themselves and how they connect with themselves. Mm-hmm. And that has me like jazzed. I am beyond excited for this. Yeah. So like for me getting, getting exposed to, the language components and, and really making that a cornerstone of what I do mm-hmm. comes from a powerful experience from that. Uh, yeah. Like I've, I think I've talked about this before on this podcast and others that when I got started at Ice House as an athlete in one of those boot camps, mm-hmm. it was because I thought the physical was what I needed to change. Yeah. And then the physical changed and I got to uh, a weight that I never thought I could get to, all the things that happened, and then realized that that's not actually what I was looking for. Or like, I looked in the mirror and I still saw basically the same person. Or like, I still had all of the same negative feelings towards that person in the mirror. And when I started going through the process with the Enlifted Method and getting certified with all that, the breakthrough moments of, Oh, this is actually what I was looking for the whole time. Like fast forward five years, six years, however long it's been. And it was like, it took that long of stumbling through things, trying new stuff in and out to see that it was really the language and the stories that I told myself that were needed the most attention. And this is what has me so excited because if we can teach people and give people the tools, teach them the tools to look in the mirror and say, that person is rad. Mm -hmm. These are the things I love about that person. Even before 
the quote unquote transfer physical transformational goals that they want to have happen. Mm-hmm. If, if they even get, you know, 20% closer to that, the physical is like, uh, it's, it's a blink. Yes. And the physical happens. We get so disconnected from the, uh, like almost feeling owed the, the result of the physical when we start to do the work Yeah, is that feeling of like, well, it's day one of my new diet. I ate a salad. Why had, why don't I have a six pack yet? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. We get very impatient when we have this expectation of what we, what we think we want. And we already get what we want of changing that underlying script or that underlying belief. That's when yeah, physical will come when it comes. And it's so much easier to be like, Oh, this, it's so much easier when you switch that emotional piece, when you switch that language piece to see the journey, mm-hmm. right? Like everybody's heard the motivational quote, like it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Mm-hmm. If you can't understand and truly feel what that means, then it, it the journey is going to suck. Yeah. And likely <laughs> and going gonna, to end quick. Yeah. Cause you, you don't understand what that means. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and nothing in our current world society, however you look at it, promotes delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. And what can help when you can truly like the two things that help the most one looking at the person in the mirror and learning to love that person. And it's a process. Like, it's not like you learn a couple of words and now you love yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's a process. The second thing is being able to take full responsibility for everything in your life. Mm-hmm. When you realize that you're the common denominator, life changes. When you look at the person in the mirror and you start to say three to five things every single day positively about that reflection your life will drastically change. Mm-hmm. And that's the tools that we want to give you in Empower. Yes, you're going to sweat. Yes, you're going to do sets and reps. Yes, we're going to talk about food and nutrition. And when you can talk about and start to love the person in the mirror, making good food choices is so much easier because you love yourself. Yeah, it's no longer a uh, a view of like hedonistic... Uh, desires or getting into that shame spiral of eating. Yeah. Like I eat because I'm fat and I'm fat because I eat. Yeah. Uh, Types of like scripts that can run in people's heads. Absolutely. Like it's, I can't stress the importance of this enough for people. Like looking back for myself of when I got involved with Ice House, it was the first time that I'd done anything like this. It was very much from a place of like, very intense self-loathing mm-hmm. and even even when the weight dropped significantly and I'd gotten down to you know, the the smallest I had been in a decade if not longer that then the pursuit then became performance because yeah. there was still a lack of that self-loathing was still there yeah. and so I just looked for a different way to punish myself yeah. and even leading up to getting as unhealthy as I was at that, you know, prior to Ice House, the, the eating, the late nights, the, the drinking, the, the, the less than ideal behaviors, lack of sleep, Mm -hmm. poor sleep, they came from that same place or overworking, like all of that comes from that place. And so the, the best part of the journey over the past year has been pulling all of that education in and starting to put it to work for myself and others and being able to now come from a place of kindness towards myself. Yeah. And something else that has happened for me when I made that connection, I made that shift. I probably have more let's get started today or achievement, (laughs) uh, selfies in the mirror than anybody. It's probably slightly unhealthy of how many pictures I have taken of myself 
saying, if I could only lose this, mm-hmm. if I could only make that bigger. And there was a point in the last two years where like, I am the, the scale says I am the heaviest I've really ever been right now. And I am the healthiest I've ever been right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing hurts. I wake up every day with energy. I wake up excited. Mm-hmm. I've gotten back on the bike, which is one of my favorite things to do. And all of those shifts happened when the inside shifted. Because it's just like you said, I'm not in the gym beating the crap out of myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, like some people would look at like today was a two hour and 15 minute ride in the basement. (laughs) right? Like I just sat on my bike for two hours and 15 minutes and I loved all but about 20 minutes of it. There's always 20 minutes in there where it's like such a weird transition. I'm like, I get bored mm-hmm. and like, that's cause I'm sitting on a stationary bike in my basement. I have more energy now than I did this morning mm-hmm. because it's not a punishment. Mm-hmm. It's play for me. Yeah. I literally have a, an hour long hundred motivational songs that I listen to. (laughs) I listen to motivational podcasts when we work out, when, when we come to the gym and we work out under the punishment. So, you know, I have to beat the crap out of myself for doing like what I was doing. If if I could only lose that belly fat, I could get the six pack. Mm -hmm. I'll be something. I don't know what I thought I would be. You do it underlying. It's that message of if only I could do this, I could be okay with myself. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Thank you for reflecting that. And it never happened. Mm-hmm. My list of didn't achieve from that time period was higher than my list of achieved. Mm-hmm. And the amount of just physical pain I was in, knees, shoulders, waking up sore, uh, having doctors tell me to do nothing but swim because everything was a punishment. Mm-hmm that shift started to happen for me 2019. I was like, Ooh, this isn't the road that's working. I can remember, uh, we were still pretty heavy into CrossFit at that time. I can remember, I think it was like a, either an open workout or like a lead up to an open workout. Mm -hmm. There was something with rowing and wall balls. And I remember getting off the rower and I couldn't, I hid the fact that I couldn't walk for about three weeks. Yeah. 2019 open. That was, I think 21, 15, nine calories on the row and wall balls. Yeah. That wrecked a lot of people. And my knee blew like to the point where I could barely demo as a coach. Mm. And that moment was like, what are you doing? You're, you're telling this message of health. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like a guitar player with only one guitar smashing it. Yeah. And it was like, what, what do you, how did we get here? And that was one of the big, like, very large screaming messages that something in my life has to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, through this bike journey, like, crushing 15, 30 second on one minute, 30 off sprints the other day, and I felt stronger than I have ever felt. And I'm also able to do that I have a very large self-regulator. <laughs> like I can see the dark and I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Look away. It's not there. And uh, it's interesting because I, I don't find it. The pain cave doesn't hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's a wild feeling. Yeah. Or just a flow state. Yeah. yeah. To be able to hit like uh, 90% of my max heart rate mm-hmm. and be like, Ooh, this is neat. Yeah. And not like raw pain. Mm. Or like I'm actually dying. <laughs> yeah. And I, and there was a moment where I did, cause I did not feel very well that day, but like that was a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. And so this is what we're building empower for. Mm-hmm. This is what we are. Like we have so much cool stuff on the docket for 2023. Like it, it's, we have, coaches that are excited about story work and emotional healing work and little kid work. Uh, we have like, just, I'm excited. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it all because there's, there's, cool there's more to come. Yeah. Um, the other piece of this too, is that like looking at the 
you know, this is maybe more of a byproduct of my own echo chambers of content, but I love a good binge into YouTube land and I love to just get information and see what people are talking about. Mm -hmm. I see a lot in the public sphere on the internet, social medias, commentaries, all of this is that we have people who are in like normal society, normal, regular people yeah, who are, and even some people in medical communities that are bringing forward this, like body composition isn't always an indicator of health. Saying that if you're a larger person, you can still be healthy. Yeah. And then there's the, the folks that are usually on our side of the table, the, the fitness people who are screaming at these people saying, no, that's impossible. You, that you can't do that. That's that that goes and flies in the face of everything that we know and that we sell. Yeah. And the realities in between those two areas. Correct. Uh, yeah. And really, what the people who are in the regular world, the non-fitness people, yeah. are really saying is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Is that the fitness industrial complex is screaming at everybody, saying that they need to be jacked. And like specs or nothing, everybody. Yeah. Like that's, that's the only way to it. And like my secret program is the only way to that. Mm -hmm. You have to count all your macros and you have to obsess about your food. All of these things that the reason that, you know, people just don't do them inherently is that they're, they can be difficult. Yeah. And especially when they're coming from a place of feeling not okay with yourself. Like not enoughness almost. Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, people in our line of work keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. And the other side is going, that's, that's not what I'm really looking for. Yeah. What I'm really looking for is feeling okay with myself. And if I can feel okay with myself, I could get there if I wanted to. Right. And you're telling me the only way to be okay with myself is to punish sure. myself. Mm-hmm. That's and, a great, like, I love the way you're framing this. Yeah. And so, you know, both things are true at the same time in this, in, in a lot of this is that improving your body composition usually helps your health markers mm-hmm. and no improving your body composition likely won't make you love yourself. Yeah. And so when we can meet in the middle with a unique program like empower and give people the permission to be okay with themselves, that's where all the magic's going to happen anyways. Yeah. And it's a true dif- differentiation that Ice House has over an- another fitness program or another health-based program is that we're actually going to see you. Many of them see, you know, they talk about you're not just a member here. Mm-hmm. You're like family or whatever the trite thing is. Yeah. The reality is what we're doing here is we're actually seeing you or allowing you to show up as you so you can be seen. And to be more of who you are. Absolutely. That's a major component. Yeah. Is to shine, shine your yeah. sparkle. I'm like, undull your sparkle. What does undull. that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, we talked about this on a different podcast that many people just want to be seen. Yeah. And especially up in this area of the world, in the upper Midwest, mm-hmm. is that that can become shameful or we're less, less okay with the vulnerability. It's new. Yeah. It's not something that is talked about. Or it's, it, we, we, we had it when we were kids. Absolutely. We and did. we just forgot how to do it. That muscle has been, not been worked in a long time. Yeah. And I'll share my own personal experience with this. There's something else I want to, today is like the day of like the thoughts are just like ping, 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 ping. She's anyway. experiencing what it's like in my brain. Folks. Wow. This is wild. <laughs> uh, so during that 17, 18, 19, I'm not usually very good with dates either. I feel really proud of myself right now. The thing that I was selling was hurting me mm-hmm. and it, it got to the point where we had a group of people at the gym that it competed at, a, um, local level. Mm-hmm. Right. And I couldn't keep up and I wrote all the programming. I wrote every single workout that they did. And, and there got to a point where I was like, well, 
it's just time for me to hang up my shoes and be a coach. Mm -hmm. And I took that as such a negative thing. I remember that post actually. Uh huh. It was like, well, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm done being competitive. And I could feel myself shrink in that moment and I didn't know what else to do. And so I let myself shrink 2017, 18, 19, 20 and 22 till 22. It felt like time stopped. And I'm sure it felt like that for a lot of people because the world stopped. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like 22 was like the COVID hangover. Like COVID lasted through deep into 21. By 22, it was like, whoa. What did we just do? Where are, <laughs> like, who are we actually? Yeah, What's like, how on? did we get here? Combine that with the fact that, you know, both you and I spent that time doing some deep work. And it, it felt like, I've seen a lot, like, this comes around every January. It's like, what if you took a year and hid? Hmm. And you did nothing but work on you. And that is what we did. And I'm going to say we, because I truly believe that we took a year and hid. We took a year and hid personally and Mm -hmm. we hid as a business. We hid and we worked on things and some things worked and some things really didn't work. Mm -hmm. And some things are kind of working and we see how we can make them better. And that is where Empower was born from is that. We literally took a year, year and a half and just worked on us. We got our back in to level out after, I don't know if you guys know this, gyms were not very popular in 2020. (laughs) 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 Breathing heavy, hard and fast near groups of people was not like top on the priority list. (laughs) And so, uh, that was a, that was a like, okay, okay you know, we had change of ownership. We had some pretty significant change of coaches. Uh, we had just growth in general. And through a lot of that, I found myself shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And back to like how we started this podcast, I was doing a a, a crazy workout. It probably wasn't even that crazy. Let's be realistic. It was probably like (laughs) through the lens of the the workouts that you stopped doing when you retired from competition. Yeah, it wasn't crazy. It was probably like 20 lunches and I was like, boo, got all these ideas. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 20 lunches for most people just makes them think about their life in general. Uh, Yeah, that's funny. It was like that, that voice, that, that voice that, I also learned that not everybody has, uh, but that feeling of like, you need to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. And I have been in some form of competition since birth. I have two older brothers. My oldest brother is like athlete through and through. My middle brother is the um, super intellectual music gifted person. And so there was always some type of competition. It, it wasn't always physical. It was, which I didn't realize till I went to high school and everybody's like, you're not as good as school as your brother is. And I was like, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah. My, my siblings can, uh, will feel that one led the way for five, four other kids. And they're like, all the teachers are like, how did we get I, here? Uh, are, you, are you sure you're from the same family? <laughs> like I'll never forget the day of the music teacher. She's like, I'm so excited. You're Scott's sister. I was like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> that means nothing. And I realized that in letting go of competition, I let go of like the biggest part of myself. Mm. And something I know deeply about myself is I'm, I am not an internally motivated person. I am an externally motivated person. So I truly believe about, I'm going to say this like the best way I know how, but like being the dumbest person in the room, I want to be that person because if I'm in that room, that means that I am going to strive. Mm -hmm. It's the chase, right? That's what excites me about life is the chase. And I stopped all of that from probably 2018 till now. I didn't, I didn't compete in Like when I say anything, I mean anything. And, you know, then we did podcast number eight, Mm -hmm. the goal setting podcast. And you and I had talked about this at a different time, but when I was in sixth grade, I knew exactly what I was going to do. And 
I lost all of that somewhere. I listened to life and, and society. Like when I was in corporate America, I sucked at corporate America. I got back into fitness and I was like, this is it until it hurt. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, that's not okay. And then like changing the way we do business has changed again, the trajectory of my life. Mm -hmm. It like coaching is a privilege that I take very, very seriously. Like the amount of time, effort, energy, love, or whatever word you want to use that goes in on the back end to make the coaching experience better would probably blow some people's minds. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you just talked about like your, the YouTube spiral to get better is real. Yeah. It's, you know, there's uh there's many hours that go into all of it and coming from a, like you said, a deep place of passion, curiosity, all of the things that allow us to combine areas that may be unique or less than common, commonly combined mm-hmm. to be able to come up with unique solutions for people. Yeah. And like, it's been cool to open this up to open the gym up to physical and emotional healing mm-hmm. because we every day is a puzzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we have people that come in that, you know, it, the thing that they loved. So for me, that's, that's cycling. And before that it was CrossFit. So that thing hurt and now their thing hurts, whatever that is, mm-hmm. uh, running, whatever that is, biking, skiing, lifting, with their kids. Yeah, whatever yeah, it, it, it hurts. And so there's a compassion there that just automatically generates because we know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I, I know I've been there and that is a crappy place to be. And so then we get to put the pieces together between all of it. Mm-hmm. When the, the, what we know for the physical isn't making the result that it quote unquote should, mm-hmm. it has in the past. It's every, all the signs point to this is where we should be going. We get to bring in this other component mm-hmm. and we get to bring in tools like RPR. We get to bring in breath. We get to bring in story. We get to bring in little kid. We get to bring in play to widen our toolbox of availability to help people thrive. Mm -hmm. And that's the, ultimately the things that are truly differentiating us from everybody else in, in many ways. Like, yeah, can you go to a physical therapist, get a lot of the same exercise that we give? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, you know, the amount of people that I've worked with that have nagging pains that, throw whatever corrective exercise protocol you can throw at them. Nothing gets better. Yeah. Just like you said, and experiencing that and knowing that the emotional healing is what's needed and helping lead that person to that. Cause when, when somebody comes in and says, my low back hurts, it's like, well, it's cause you don't love yourself. And you're like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> it's the weirdest, uh, Gym I've ever experienced. Kind of had a sales meeting like that the other day, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's the truest portion of it. Just of, so you know, they're in our gym. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true, though. And it's like we, and you can rewind that through. Like that's the end of it. Yeah. And like getting the journey of how you get there. Of like, well, you don't sleep well, or you go to sleep stressed. Yeah. And and your nerves are frayed in so many different ways that even the thought of like looking yourself in the mirror is the most stressful event that you could possibly consider. Or sitting in silence. All of those things. like It amazes me how many people can't sit in silence. Well, that's why we have a million distractions for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a, there's the, this is an experiment for you all just to find out how much how uncomfortable you get having yeah. to sit in silence, go into a quiet room with your phone. How quickly do you reach for that phone? Mm-hmm. Don't even like, not even trying to like meditate, not just you sitting there staring out a window Yeah. or even go to a waiting room for an appointment. 
Yeah. See how long it takes to make it really uncomfortable to pull that phone out of your pocket. Standing in line somewhere. And then watch how many people stare at you because you haven't yet. That's my favorite. Yeah. They're like, what's... Wait. Something's wrong with this person. <laughs> They're they oddly calm. They have the phone or something. And all of those ready distractions. The, the TV on in the background just to hold space for you. Yeah. Because it prevents you from having to take that look in. We spend a lot of our time, most of our time working out, which is why I always hate that phrase. It's like out to work in. Yeah. Paul Jack. Thank you. Uh, is that the, everything that we do is pushing outwards. Our jobs is they're, they're outwardly focused. Our families, our relationships, everything is going outwards. How often are we actually going in? And we miss that so much. We miss that most of the time. Mm -hmm. What's been a fun experiment is I'm a very outward person. I did a chakra portrait one time and uh, Worker Bee Studios, if you're here in Fargo, she does them and they're amazing. And all of my energy was out. Mm-hmm. All of it. And you guys are going to get sick of me talking about biking. However, <laughs> deep into 30 second sprints the other day. And when I closed my eyes, my goal was to bring all of the attention to the center of my body. And when I do that, I can sprint as hard as, as I physically can go and not feel it. Mm. And as soon as I open, and this has been the practice lately is to open my eyes and keep that feeling. And what typically happens is I open my eyes and it's outward and then everything burns and it's like instant. And so the practice for me lately has been, can you keep your eyes open because you're going to need to when you're (laughs) racing your mountain bike and still make that connection. Yeah. Like this is like advanced level in power, right? Because first we have to build the blocks. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you can get to that place where you realize you have infinite amounts of energy waiting for you. My inner hippie's going to take a tangent. A koala bear in, let's pretend that like we haven't, humans haven't destroyed the environment. A koala bear doesn't wake up wondering, gosh, I wonder if there's going to be enough food today. Mm. Koala bear just climbs the trees and eats. Usually wakes up the tree. Right. And then rummages around and finds food and does this every day. Right. For whatever reason, humans believe there's never going to be enough. And this is something that is deeply ingrained in human society. This isn't like, you learn this from your mom and dad. This goes back. Nature has consistently proven that there is enough. We are the ones that can't seem to believe that. Mm -hmm. And... It is the most challenging shift. It was the most challenging shift for me to make. I shouldn't project that out. Uh, It was the most challenging shift for me to make, to realize that there is always enough. And that took taking responsibility. And that took being able to, to look at myself and say, you're really great. You're having a great hair day. That's... I love your energy today, right? Mm -hmm. And I say those things to myself in the mirror every morning. I used to be the person that would go an entire day and not look in a mirror and not even realize I I wasn't consciously avoiding mirrors. Mm -hmm. It was so ingrained in me to not look. I'd be willing to venture that many people are out there with that. Yeah, I coached an entire day with like a shark fin, uh, my (laughs) ponytail. No one said anything and I never noticed. Coached mm-hmm. an entire day. Yeah. I'd gone to the bathroom at least eight times that day. Never looked in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. As I'm washing my hands three inches from my face as yeah. well. That was an eye-opener day. Yeah. I used to really struggle with looking myself in the eye. Mm. Like, I think I did a some course or something somewhere. They're like, all right, it's guided meditation maybe, like yeah. on, the, on the many journeys. And I was like... This is the hardest thing I've ever done. I can't 
no, I'm done. I'm, I'm ejecting out of this. Yeah. It took a long time. One of the first <laughs> 10 dates that Ashley and I had, I made her hold eye contact for four minutes. Mm. She wanted to murder me. <laughs> I think we made it like a minute and a half. She's like, no, I'm not doing this with you. I was like, good talk. It's too far. <laughs> <laughs> good talk. Well, it's like you're talking about this ingrained need for more mm-hmm. posts that you had shared with me in talking about like unhealthy patterns in masculinity. Mm. Like we see the, the overworked man or the, the workaholic yeah. always striving for more because they're never, we're never shown what enough actually is. Yeah. I think that can be applied to collectively to most of Western society is that when we never define what enough is, mm-hmm. we're always going to be reaching for more, 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 more. It's like, you know, you're talking about biking. I'm going to talk about lifting. I it's love like, it. Let's do it. Right. You decide a hundred, hundred kilo snatches is what's going to complete your life. You get a hundred kilos and you're like, well, I guess it's 101 now. Yeah. 102 more, 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 more until you get to a point where like, I don't know. I've been giving everything I have to make this progress happen. And I don't know how to give more to be able to get more. Yeah. And so that's when you get to that breaking point. We see that in, in, in everybody's lives. There's a, there's a certain capacity limit that you hit. And when you hit it, that's it. That's it. That's all you got. There's only so many hours in the day. You still have to sleep. You still have to eat. So this is something that has changed for me recently and I love, and I'm excited to bring more of this to the world. When you can come from a place of enoughness, it's not, you don't need more. Mm -hmm. More becomes a game, right? And you get to decide where your, you get to have the understanding of where your enoughness is, right? Like what is, what is your end game? Right. And what I didn't understand when I was a kid. So I I set the goal of like, I'm going to play college basketball. And what I didn't understand is what the, what happens when you get it. And I crashed hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would say college to, you know, I, I mean, I, I, college to opening ice house, which was, 10 years, 12 years was a, I will go by what, what life gives me. I will just follow with whatever comes my way is good enough. And I will live that life. When you can come from a place of enoughness, it's not about getting the thing. Mm -hmm. And I never understood that. I I never understood like, what do you mean? It's not getting the goal. That's why you made the goal. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And when you can come from enoughness, then it becomes like, for me, it became what, what impact can I have in, in that isn't this big grand thing. Like I don't have grand dreams of 200 million followers on Instagram or anything like that. It's, it's, it's what can I give? Mm -hmm. In that process, did you feel like you had like disconnected yourself from an expectation of a result? Let's say call it like getting comfortable and just being on the journey rather than yeah. looking for the okay. destination. Okay. Do you find it now that you're more easily able to differentiate from what you want, actually want because you feel enough that you're not looking for a very specific end as the, uh, the way that you're getting. Does that make any sense now? It, it does make sense. And I'd say that there's still, there's still things. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely still benchmarks. Mm. And I can see them as benchmarks. I no longer see my goals. I see my goals very fluid and I see them as benchmarks. Like, cool, you're on the path. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Maybe not today, but definitely someday. Yeah. Some it's point, coming. It's, at some point, this thing is going to happen. Yeah. And that's part of, that was the thing I didn't understand when people were like, we'll see it as, act like it's already done. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand I had comprehension of what that meant. Yeah. When I was introduced with that idea, I immediately inherit, like I hated it. Mm-hmm. I was like, because that stinks of this, like fake it till you make it thing. Yeah. And like that always, because it seems, cause you're, you're saying lie to yourself until it's true. 
And in a lot of ways, that's what we're, <laughs> really what we're saying. But are you actually lying? What's well, cool this is like it's, it's, it's such it's, an energetic shift. Yeah. So when I find myself in that fake it till you make it, lie to yourself till you believe it's true, it feels heavy and sluggish. It feels gross. Yeah. yeah. When I'm in the place of like, okay, so one of those examples for me is Leadville 100. I want to ride the Leadville 100. It is a 100-mile mountain bike race above 12,000 feet. Oof. Yeah. There's a nine-hour cutoff for the big belt buckle. I can see. I can feel it. I can see it. And I know it's probably five years away. Mm-hmm. Prior to doing this, I'd have been like, I want to ride Leadville, and I don't understand why I can't do it next year. Yeah. I couldn't push that out. Mm-hmm. And now being able to be like, oh, there's the thing. And I know this is going to take five years, roughly three to five years, depending on life. Right. And I can feel it. Mm -hmm. I can feel what it feels like to be like completely exhausted and excited at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I've also told myself, I'm not going to give myself the opportunity to ride it until I, until I believe I can hit the sub nine hour mark. Is it realistic? Probably not. This is not a smart goal. (laughs) Is it realistic that training in Fargo, North Dakota is going to enable me to ride sub nine hours above 12,000 feet, climbing some of the hardest climbs in the, in the mid or the West? Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Am I going to try? Yes. Yeah. And so there's a phrase that I use a lot and I've, I've, uh, I know I used it on the goal setting podcast or two of them really is that through the lens of that is if you're looking at things in your life that you haven't achieved or things that you haven't gotten in your life, those are the two main reasons is you didn't want it enough. Mm-hmm. So let's say you give up on this next year, obviously you didn't really want it. Yep. Or you're trying to bargain for the price. Yeah. Where you're trying to say, why can't I do that in one year? Yeah. 100%. And that's where, that's more of what I was getting at with the, the question of like, when you're so like, you're so connected to riding that race or doing that race under nine hours, we do this weird, like shrinking of timelines thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, if it's possible, then it's, a, it's possible on my terms. Uh, or what I think yeah. my terms are. 100%. I and lived that life for 42 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing that's behind when people get, you know, when people start getting through their 20s and yeah. they get this like existential dread of like, what do I do? My life is going to be over in two years when I turn 30. And then the same thing happens as you get into your four. Like it, we get in that same cycle over and over and over again yeah. of this like looming deadline coming up. Yeah. And when people, when I talk with clients that have like that's starting to come through or that, that I have a suspicion of that being the reason yeah. I ask them, well, how long do you want to actually live? Yep. How old are you now? Oh, you're less than halfway there. Yep. Look at all of this extra runway you have to do this thing that you want to do. And like, we've talked about this on a podcast, like I don't plan on retiring. Yeah. So like there's time. What's the, we always want to achieve. Yep. And also what's the rush of and run rushing to what you consider the end. Yeah. And it's like the, the, as the song says, you know, somebody's beginning is the whatever to something's end. Yeah. Yeah. So something else that's interesting that came up during the ride that's along the same path is, is that, uh, that reflection piece. And so I hear a lot of like, when we get into this, uh, this space, and this is something that, uh, is going to be baked into everything that we do for our, our clients that come in is that opportunity to reflect Mm -hmm. because, and I heard it put this way is like the the goal you were reaching for five years ago is the ground you're standing on now. Mm. And that hit me. It was like, Oh, and in that reflection for me, reflecting makes it so much easier to cultivate the gratitude practice that is needed for all of this. Mm -hmm. 
if I'm only looking forward and looking at the things I haven't done yet, it's more challenging for me to have true, genuine gratitude. Mm -hmm. And that, that seeing like how far you've come, even though you, I I will tell you right now, it's not going to be the path you thought it was going to (laughs) be. Spoiler alert. (laughs) It's not going to go how you think it's going to go. Uh-huh. The more okay that you get with that, the better it's going to be <laughs> as well. Because what? it's that same thing of like, uh, I've talked to to people who are like, I'm going to be 30 next year. I, I, I thought I was going to be whatever age it is. I was going to be married to the person I was dating and have kids and like all these things. Like, and that's not anywhere close. Or like, that's, no. that's so far behind you. And then we still hang on to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like, and it, we hang on it almost like a, because I also hung on to it when I was 30. One, I didn't believe I would live till I was 30. Two, I was like, if I look around, everyone around me has kids and is married and is living in the white picket fence, quote unquote. And as awful as that sounded, I also was like, what am I missing? Yeah. Everybody <laughs> what did else I do wrong? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so know that life is going to get lifey mm-hmm. and it's not going to go as you think it's going to go. Yeah. Empower class, everybody. I'm excited. <laughs> deep thoughts. Uh, yeah. And all of the deep things that we were just discussing, all of the the journeys that have led to Empower, know that there's still the fundamentals of your health and fitness in there. Yeah. We're still talking about the same things that we talk with every client. It's not just come in, have some feelings and... <laughs> Maybe sweat all having feelings and then go off. Been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, Why is it so warm in here all of a sudden? Oh, my armpits are crying too. <laughs> um, there's still there's still a major component of of being able to move your body well because that's so intertwined with our emotional health as well. One thousand percent. Is that when we spend. of our lives in jobs and schools and places where we're not moving our body and we're not feeling what our body actually feels like. Yeah. Like the amount of awareness that I've gotten with my physical Mm -hmm. over the past, I don't know how long it's been, six years, seven years, something like that. Yeah. To a point where I can go to massage therapists and tell them a specific muscle. Yeah. You know, comes with the anatomy knowledge but like this muscle and this muscle and this muscle and this muscle and come back out and they're like hey, man you were right it's yeah. Like, yeah i spend a lot of time thinking about and trying to connect to what are the feelings and sensations that i'm having yeah most people they're you know, i just heard this on the radio today it was a gq editor that he ended up uh getting convinced or as part of a uh, magazine spread he with uh with an actress uh she agreed she was going to do uh i'm going to pose nude and then write about my experience the catch is is that you have to do it too ah, to the editor yep and he was talking about how he always viewed his body his physical body as just the vehicle to carry his mind around ah. and so he's like i didn't ever do anything athletic and this was very much like in line with how i lived for a long time it's like this is just the I'm going to shun all things physical yeah. because that's for whatever. Like that's, that's not me. Yep. My physical, my physical existence is just to pull my brain around. Yeah. Interesting. Cause that's the most important part or that's what I've identified as the most important part of me. And so for many people, when that's the, the only thing that they know, and all of a sudden a pain comes up that they've never experienced before, they have there's so much disconnect between those two things and, or we don't even realize how or why we move or we want to move or we disconnect from it. And we're told as kids sit still mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah. if your body wants to move, it likely wants or needs to move for a reason. Yep. It's giving you a signal you somehow. Blew my mind, by the way, I'm over here staring at you like, is that exact opposite oh really like i didn't come out of the gates as a learner (laughs) (laughs) and so i knew that if i was i was 
more physically gifted than mentally gifted. Mm-hmm. There's different kind of smarts in the world. It's <laughs> so one of my best friends told her daughter that there's different kind of smarts in the world. And I was like, <laughs> I appreciate that so much. And so I knew that if I developed muscular skill, mm-hmm. then it would hide, you know, the other part. It finally mm-hmm. all caught up, but it just wasn't right out the gate. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fascinating. I never thought about that the other way around. Well, and yeah, so thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Like, and I, I, I reflect back, like, was I a great student and not like grade school? No, I like, there were, there were times where like, yeah, teachers are very frustrated and, and uh, confused because like he seems to know things and then he just f- fails to test or doesn't do his homework and like, you're bored. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's going to fail. He's going to have to get held back because he's just not doing the work <laughs> or he's off doing his own thing yeah. for the millionth time. Yeah. Off in a different world. Yeah. And um, when I moved into middle school, I, I, I played the only sport I ever played. One year of football in seventh grade. Yeah. And I was actually pretty good at it. Yeah. But I wasn't the best at it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like the culture. Like there's that whole aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. And I decided that this isn't for me. And then the other sports that I was interested in, uh, we didn't have the financial means to make happen. So then I said, yeah. well, physical is just not for me. I'm going to do the mental stuff and st- I'm going to get into that instead. Yeah. So do all academic stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's just who I am now. Huh. Had to make that shift or decided to make that shift. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I finally decided to get into the <laughs> the mental shift when they were like, uh, you have to pass this class to play the thing you want to play. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's probably time I stopped. Cracked playing. up a book, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at it. Spanish too. I'll never forget you. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Awesome. Any, any last thoughts on Empower? If you're interested, please reach out to us. You're going to see a lot of goodness coming out about this. Mm-hmm. If you're even remotely curious, reach out. I am beyond excited about this class. I'm beyond excited about the the place we're taking. Uh, like I like to call fitness the gateway drug and into self-improvement. And I am super excited for more people to hop on board and to uh, really take control of our life. So uh, if this at all resonates with you. Or if you know of anybody that may be interested, share this podcast. Yeah. It's a long-winded sales pitch. (laughs) (laughs) And it it can give you a better look behind the curtain of what we're actually looking to achieve to see if that resonates with you. Yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening. As always, please like, share, review. It always helps us get in front of more people. And we always want to have these conversations and help as many people as we possibly can. So... Share us with your friends. Give us a like on your podcast platform and write us a review. Until next time, I'm Coach Jeremy. And I'm Coach Mo. Thanks for listening and have an awesome rest of your day.